I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> Too much. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap. You're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Feels good to be back, y'all. Man, it truly does. We are officially back season three. Yeah, yeah, season three. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, the last time y'all heard from us, we were just starting a pandemic. And so we back now and we still in this pandemic. So clearly a lot has gone down in between that time. So, yeah, yeah, what's good? Let's check in. Okay, let's check in. Let's get into it. Um... Where am I at? Uh, you know your girl be chilling. Um, <laughs> nah. uh, l- last time you all heard from us, uh, we had started the pandemic. I was actually doing pretty uh, well. I was like, your girl thought she was superwoman. I was waking up early you know, work from home. Yeah. I was feeling good. I was working out. It's getting I just mm. I thought I had all the answers. Right. Um, three months into the pandemic. I big time crashed. Ooh. Like, yeah, um, okay. I was pretty depressed, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm just going to be real with y'all, yeah. um, your girl was really depressed, uh, isolated from family, friends. Like, I wasn't picking up my phone. Truth, mm-hmm. you know. I know. I was sending out smoke single pigeons. Uh- <laughs> Girl, I was looking for you with a flashlight, okay? Yeah, it was uh, It was getting uh, pretty bad. And yeah, uh, at the time for work, a part of what I do, like, you know, my, my non-real talk work yeah. is uh, I help uh, connect people in my community to uh teletherapy and mental health resources and okay. so at work I talk a big talk like <laughs> oh you know we need to destigmatize it for black people and normalize it for our community but right. when it comes down to it what was I doing <laughs> not a damn thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking your own advice <laughs> right not taking my right, own advice right. but it got to the point where um well, I really felt like I had to. And so I started seeing a therapist regularly. Nice. Um, I call her my lady. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I started seeing my lady. Uh, and, you know, as a person who my my depression was not chronic depression. And so, you know, I thank God for that. It becomes a kind of like a game of you go to therapy what do you talk about what do you talk about right um and you know uh, a part a big benefit of it for me is that she just really repeats back a lot of like my internal self-talk and so you know she'll she'll just ask me like how something's going what's up with something and I'll I'll let I'll, I'll I'll tell her and when she repeats back to me what I say a lot of times I'm really surprised like yo yeah yeah that's really how you think about things. Right, right. So like, I'll give you an example. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll cut it short, but I'll give you an example. No, so um, something that I oftentimes would say to her is, I feel like nobody understands me. I can't be myself. Like, people expect me to be a certain way, but like, on the inside, I'm a different way. And so I want to, like, I feel like I can't express myself and there's not like a space for me. Right. And so um, during one of our sessions, she goes to me like, you know, you keep saying you don't feel like there's a space for you. You don't feel like anybody understands you, 
So why don't you create that space? Ooh. Like there's a space for everyone. Okay. Like, um, she's just basically like, you know, there's a space for everyone, yeah. you know, in, in God's vast universe. Right. And so if you haven't found that space yet, make your space. Hmm. Like the world's big enough for you. Right. And so to kind of wrap up my, my little check-in, mm-hmm. I'm coming back to y'all season three with a freaking new attitude. <laughs> your girl is bad and bougie. Like seriously. <laughs> um, I think talking yeah. to my lady has really helped me to realize that, you know, there is a space for me and the community that I'm creating for myself that cares about the things I care about, that cares right. about people, that cares about spirituality, that that is curious, that wants to explore. That's the real talk community. You know, that's mm-hmm. the real talk on Gaga Talk community. Yeah. And so she's really been helping me to realize I don't have to be any particular way. I don't have to be smart. I don't have to be nice quote unquote right. I don't have to be any of these things and right. so I feel like I'm really coming to y'all this season like on some real shit like yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah. I feel I like, like I don't have to pretend right right not that I was pretending any of the season but I really feel like what I don't know I don't have a problem saying I don't know right you right. know I don't have to like sometimes I used to be afraid to curse around y'all mm-hmm. but that shit no I'm <laughs> JK JK just keeps my mom listening but you know I I really feel that um I'm at a place and we'll talk a little bit more about it later in this episode yeah. but I'm at a place where I I'm spiritually uh you know all who are wandering are not lost, but I am right. spiritually wandering right now. And yeah. uh, I'm here to kind of explore that and journey with y'all. So I'm going to be so 100-100 with y'all this season. That's that's the real talk. That's the real talk. I think you, you hit on, I think, what has been our mission since we started this, which is really dope. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I will say that. I'm very you, proud girl. of you. Yeah, it, it, takes a lot, it takes a lot of courage to, to do that. It really does. So I'm I'm proud of you. So, so what's up? What's up? What's up? Enough about me. You know, I'll chat. I'll <laughs> chat. 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 What's up with you? What's going on? So, I mean, I think I, I started. I started around the same way, thinking you know the pandemic. I was like, all right, cool. They'll get this under control in a little bit, you know. But then <laughs> I saw how people started acting, and I was like, we ain't never leaving. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Um, um but I think it. I think those are some of the effects of being in a pandemic for me, this time has had me really reflect on not only my own spirituality, um, how much I'm depending on my own um, experience of like spirituality and the divine and how much more I'm probably depending on, you know, the divine for that and God. And so being in this pandemic has been uh, sort of a roller coaster. You have your good days, you have your days where it's just like, oh like the unknown yeah could really creep up on you and you're just like yo this is wild and you know like you and I just in general because you know of like our age have experienced so much already in like world things you know like um I I think being in the pandemic for some reason took me back to reflect on my experience with 9-11 Mm-hmm. And it was something that I've never spoken about. Um, probably since it since 9-11 happened. I think the only time I ever spoke about it was uh when my partner asked me about it because she knew I was, you know, I was born and raised in New York. So um for some reason it it kind of came up during this time. So I took the time to talk to God about it, you know, let out my feelings about it. Um, as far as just like I'm assuming that 
somehow of how I felt during this pandemic it was the same way that I felt in that moment and you know it's just like for me personally you know when it comes to 9-11 I, I don't watch anything on the tv you know I, I don't you know I kind of just tune out that day I don't check social media I kind of just completely shut it down um and and so realizing that and actually saying it out loud for the first time since since it happened you know was like, oh yeah, this is something I do purposely, like shut down and ignore. And then maybe mm. not ignore, but I think for my own like self-care, I do that. Um, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm healthy, <laughs> you know, thank God. You know, it, you know, haven't really been too affected, you know, by the pandemic as as others have been in like such a tragic manner. But I do know people who, you know, have been affected and have I, you know, I've practicing that pastoral care with people. Mm. I didn't think it was something that I would be doing during this time. For some reason, it never like crossed my mind. But uh, like the amount of conversations that I've had with people have really helped me tap into that pastoral side of myself in many different ways that I think I was not prepared for. Mm. But mm. I leaned into it. I was just like, you know what? This this is bigger than myself. This is bigger than whatever I may be fearing. And so I need to lean into it because you know, some, someone has like picked up the phone to call me to, to just talk. Somebody has texted me to just talk. And I wanted to lean into that. And, um, it has taught me a lot about myself, about my ministry of like understanding that it's not going to look, you know, perhaps like other people's ministry does inside of, you know, of a church. And it made me be okay with it. It, mm. it. I think it solidified for me that it's okay if my ministry looks different. It doesn't mean it's not effective. And and I think coming to terms with that in my spirituality and actually wrestling through that really helped me. Um, and then from there, you know, just taking it easy, enjoying, you know, enjoying the, the time when I can, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, when I had the opportunity, you know, to be with family, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's funny uh taking that like caretaker role of like the elders in the family and like elders I'm not like talking like real real like elder elder but you know just like your parents because you know like they they can't uh they may not be able to fight off stuff like you know you and I would be let's say right. you know so so really flipping that and 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 having that care of like all right we got to step up now you know what I'm saying like you know and so that was um it was, it was, I feel like all of this has just been a learning experience. You know, nobody was really, nobody was prepared for this. And, you know, we're all really just doing the best we can throughout all this. That's a fact. I mean, you talk a little bit, like you had talked a little bit about the connection between like your experience with 9-11, your experience yeah. with the pandemic. And, you know, you didn't use the word trauma, but yeah. these are both quite yeah. traumatic experiences. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and it just really makes me like, I believe it, but I think this is probably my first time vocalizing it. And, you know, you see it a lot on the internet, but there's an awakening happening right oh, yeah. now um, Absolutely. where people are beginning to see the systems that have been set up to really channel our ways of thinking to value money to value uh position to value like these these ways of thinking status uh knowledge like we've we've been 
conditioned to value these things and these big events and these happenings are like waking a lot of people up to say the way that I thought society was it is not I thought the government was going to take care of me well where's my second stimulus check (laughs) right you know like I thought that public health was under control but clearly it's not not, right I thought Mm -hmm. all these things were a certain way yeah but the systems that we've been taught to believe in are crumbling and failing. And I just welcome listeners, you all, myself, Truth, you know, I welcome us all to, like Truth said, to just learn from where we're at. And as your consciousness is raised and as you begin to understand things differently, don't just don't just leave it there. Yeah. Change the way that you or I'm changing. Forget what y'all do. Yeah. <laughs> this is my ministry for me right now. I am choosing to change the way that I orient myself to yeah. life. And so even like with the whole therapist thing, like not even to just keep going down that road, but like the way that I respond to things is now different. Even like post-pandemic, like I think I cared about what people thought of me and like what I was doing on the weekend mm-hmm. on my Instagram stories popping yeah, like you know yeah, not to yeah. be shallow but you no, know like, like am I doing real. something that seems interesting well now that we're all in the house <laughs> and, it's less and I'm about seeing my, everybody's recipes <laughs> right it's less about my Instagram stories and more about no how am I relating to the people in my home exactly. for real yeah for real and so I just um I encourage y'all as we as we embark on season three and we are going through all these changes we're going through these changes with y'all and yeah, so we really you know, are. we're all struggling together figuring yep. it out together and so you know and it's like you know we just throw these stuff out there you know we're not giving anybody like an answer answer like we all literally in this together we all learning this together we gonna get through all of this together we all gonna wake up together <laughs> exactly and that's just gonna be it right <laughs> like that that was our catch-up <laughs> right so here we are exactly. but let's uh let's get into it it's our first episode of season three y'all know what time it is here's a rundown of what you can expect on today's episode So this being our first episode, we thought it's only right to get real, real right out the gate. We're asking the real talk question of the week. Who needs religion anyway? Yo, we about to bust it wide open. (laughs) Hey, yo, I don't know about all that. (laughs) But it is a good opportunity to explore where your favorite God talkers, Yaya and myself, are in terms of our own spiritual and religious journey and how you can apply our hard-learned lessons to your faith walk. Spoiler alert, I'm still a follower of Jesus, heavy, um, but Yaya is apparently over it. She done went through a pandemic, she over it. <laughs> so when we ask the Real Talk Question of the Week, who needs religion anyway? We'll be taking a look at two sides of how delving deeper into the Christian faith for me and giving up on religion altogether for Yaya have sustained and given us life through the pandemic thus far. Then, in God in the World, we take a look at what the news headlines have to tell us about religion, spirituality, and the divine. This time in God in the World, we're talking about the wildfires out west and how white supremacy is clearly the root of mad of our problems including this one. We'll also be taking a look at what this whole entire situation has to tell us about the dangers of suppressing our own internal wildfires, spiritual, emotional, or otherwise. 
who needs religion? It ain't you, Yaya, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? Um, you atheist now? You like trying different religions? What you doing? Mm, I am a single member follower of the Church of Yaya. <laughs> <laughs> no. She um, the Kool-Aid, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, so uh, in my time of like deep introspection yeah. during the pandemic, I, I've had to just face some hard truths. And one of those truths is that um, I just don't subscribe to the Christian religion anymore. Like I don't go to church. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who goes to church? Like honestly, everyone's on Zoom or, you know, Instagram yeah. live or something now. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not a part of a faith community uh I haven't cracked to open my Bible since leaving seminary. <laughs> I should. But um probably the only thing really tying me to Christianity is uh how I was raised, my family values. And I think just where I am right now is um I have absorbed the ethics and values from Christianity that resonate with me. And I will take that into life with me going forward. Um, and so I'm really exploring right now. I read a lot of uh, Taoist texts. I've been really into the Tao lately. Um, I won't call myself anything, but I'm, I guess I'm just looking for my philosophy. Um, I'm good to myself. I'm good to people. Uh, life is my teacher. Uh, God is good all the time. <laughs> and all the time God is good I don't know is that is that a good answer that's a good hey, is, is your answer it's a good answer <laughs> so, I, I like yeah. that though I like that for exploring that's cool that's part of growth yeah so where are you at what like so uh I I'm gonna let you tell the people yourself but where are you at are you you're still a Christian a Jesus follower you going to church what, what have you been up to um so yeah still a follower of jesus um i know there's so there's so much like i guess like stigma with saying like you're a christian because people automatically think so many things of it part um, of the reason i'm not a christian anymore. right right exactly <laughs> so you know um i've always said you know um i'm a follower of, of jesus and his teachings and um so during because you know we're in a pandemic haven't been able to attend the church nor have I found one that I really feel fed at I'm not gonna say that every church that I've gone to is a problem because I've been to some really great churches um but perhaps I just don't know what what part of me needs to be fed that I'm looking for and so that's okay for me during this pandemic you know I've done virtual virtual church doing virtual services um and watching them so it's it's been it's been good for me it, it's helped me I honestly I think the, the part where I am super uh, focused on is always when it comes to the worship I can really dive into the worship it, it's just something that feeds me and then from there it's just having like these conversations and different communities where we can really gather to feed each other spiritually and help us grow and just like talk about life and it doesn't have to be where I'm like watching every single word I'm saying or like man if I say this they're gonna think I'm living like this I'm you know this that and the third and so kind of um very much to what you were saying earlier it's just 
finding the communities that I actually want to be a part of. And when they don't exist, carving out that space of, of like knowing what I will allow and what I won't allow. And I think I've included that even in the people that I follow. Follow like internet, like, like uh, yeah, like on Instagram, yeah, mm-hmm. on like Facebook and stuff like that. Like I'm a lot more um, of like, okay, I ain't gonna follow you because you're just a negative Nancy. <laughs> And I ain't gonna follow you because your theology is like ridiculous. And I think I just got to the point where it's just like I'm okay knowing that I don't have to argue everybody's point. Mm-hmm. And then just letting it go and be like, all right, cool. This is this is what I believe of God. And I'm okay with that. And people don't gotta agree. And it's all good. Like it's still love. It's still love till it's not love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very I'm very curious about that. But... <laughs> it's a, it's only the first episode. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um so yeah, so that's really it for me. Okay, so you talked a little bit about uh you know the 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 worship, uh and so like the musical, like I know you're into music, um, the the musical aspect of things, you talk about community and at this point, you know, we're really talking online community because of everything with the pandemic. But you know, I'm gonna get real with you. You could get all of those things outside of Christianity. Yeah. Like you could join uh, you know, like one of the meetup groups, (laughs) get on Tinder and just be like, I'm looking for community or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't need to be a Christian or, or even, you know, you talk a little bit about, you know, Christians getting a bad rap. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the people who call themselves Christian and do all types of like right wing, crazy racist stuff. Um, (laughs) and so I guess my question for you is why Christianity though? Like, like why, why still? Yeah. So I think for me, um, you're absolutely right. I can get all of those things outside of you know, the term Christianity outside of like church. And I think that's what actually attracts me to um, being a Christian is like understanding for myself that it's not, uh, it's not a shirt that I put on in certain times, but it's something that I can wear wherever I go and still make an impact. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm still a Christian. If I'm at a bar, I'm still a Christian. If I'm at the club, like it doesn't, it's not something for me that comes off. And it took me a long time to get there and to understand that. But I think once I finally, once it clicked for me, it made sense. Now, why Christianity? Um, you know, I was, I was raised Catholic. And so then um, I, I personally did not know of like Jesus, how like his teachings were until I was like in my late 20s. So, you know, there was a good good chunk of life in there, you know, for me outside of like... <laughs> oh, you was out there wilding? I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know if it was just like the moment and I don't know if, you know, if, if it would have changed where I'm at. I know that before I became a Christian, I, you know, I researched, like I explored Buddhism, you know, and, and thought that, you know, maybe that, that'll help me in whatever I was looking for. But honestly, I, I didn't find it till, you know, I, I really found God and so and learned, actually learned the teachings of Jesus and understood, um, you know, the, the two greatest things, which is like love God and love your neighbor and understanding what that actually means, you know, like how, how big the word neighbor is and what love will actually 
allow you to do and allow you not to do, mm. you know, and understanding those parameters around it. So I think for me, it basically all comes down to my experience, you know, taking the Bible out, taking everything else out. I've had experiences with God. I've had experiences, you know, in particular, um, you know, when I've prayed, you know, in Jesus name, you know, I've had experiences that no matter what happens, they could take all that away. Like I had that experience. That's something people can't take away, you know? So it's like, I've and I have them so frequently and, mm -hmm. you know, I've in the, like the darkest of my darkest places, I feel like I have experienced God, like wrap God's arms around me. You know what I mean? And it's like, you, you can't, I haven't experienced like that. You just can't turn back. Mm. Like I haven't been able to turn back since then. Cause it's just, it's, it was too real, you know? And it was just, that's really it. Like throwing like all of mm -hmm. theology aside and everything, like really my experience for being a Christian is just my experience. So, you know what, so what I'm hearing you saying is that for you, it's not like a logical uh, a logical type of thing. Like I want to be a Christian because it makes sense for me to oh, do yeah. so because X, Y, Z, you know, no, it don't that... make no damn sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. faith, faith don't make no sense. If you really think about it, faith don't make no, no kind of sense. No kind of sense. It's a, it's an experience for you. And I think that that is a part of maybe what I'm struggling with in my like actual legit decision to no longer be identify myself with Christianity, I think yeah. a lot of my earlier formative experiences of God were within the Christian context or, or you know, during praise and worship, that feeling that come, like, I don't know, y'all listeners, y'all ever been um, in church or in, in, in any setting where folks are singing and you just feel God's presence through the music yep i felt that many a time i associate that with christianity and with church and mm, even like you, gotcha. you talked about being a christian not being like a shirt you can take off and there's like a, yeah. a certain cultural understanding you know being yeah. north american yeah. <laughs> in, in our case uh -huh. uh, you know there's a certain cultural understanding that for me comes with christianity that i am having an issue or i'm struggling with now that i've given it up like i'll give an example just no longer having access or not having access but like not feeling as comfortable using the language or like connecting on that so like i'll give an example the other day i was listening to chances album right yeah. so this is yeah the one he released like a while ago the the big day and so i love that album and there's like one song on it where he talks about giving praise to god right yeah. and when i say it like hit the core of my of my soul. Yep. But then when I listen to the words, it's like, do I still believe that? Like, do, do I count in that still? Yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, it just felt like a very like Christ centered type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. although those are my values, although that's how I grew up, I made the decision that that's not me anymore. Like, you know, I'm not counting myself in that in that yeah. group. And so yeah. it's like now that I can't connect on that, where, like, where is my inlet mm. to connect yeah. with God in that way and get, and get that experience that mm. you're talking about, you know, can, can I still have that experience outside of Christianity? Not even to mention, like, I haven't told my grandma. <laughs> so, 
there's that part, but you know, neither here nor there. But um, on that note, like, just I guess throughout this pandemic, whatever, is there is there any aspect of still subscribing to Christianity that you've been struggling with, something that you've been having issue with? For me, it's like getting that experience, like that God connected experience. Um, because every time I every time I listen to music now, it's like, oh, I'm not a Christian, so are they talking about me? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I think. It- whenever I have like a a struggle it's more I'm having a struggle with my mind um more than than what I'm feeling so I feel like my mind can run away as far as you know racing thoughts and stuff like that and so I have to very much like reel those thoughts back in especially if like I feel things in my life are moving slower or nothing's really happening or it kind of feels like I'm stalled and so I know those are the places where it is easier for me to fall into like a, a, a hole and then it'll, it'll be harder to climb back out of that. And so being conscious of that has helped me kind of reel it back in. And it's been tough because I, I go back and I, I try to like, I try to pray more. I try to take my stuff to God more during those times, but it's hard. And sometimes I don't want to do it. And, you know, and, and I think that's okay. You know what I mean? And sometimes like I'll get angry or sometimes like I wake up and I'm just like, so over everything, you know, and I'm like trying to change that attitude. Cause I don't want to carry it the entire day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then there, there are some times where I just need to have, like, I need to have a sit down with God and I need to tell God everything I'm feeling and it's not going to be pretty. And he just gonna have to hear me out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and I feel like God just gonna have to God God gotta understand. And in those moments when I allow myself to be that vulnerable, I feel like I have gained the most. Me being vulnerable with people is not something that I do freely, nor is it something that I do on the regular. Like that's just not it. I can hear people. Like I can pastor people and they can tell me this, that, and third, and I will hear you and I will, you know, give you advice. Much like you were saying before, like you, I could dish out some good advice, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when it's my turn to be vulnerable. Oh, thug life. You're not open Thug life. <laughs> thug life. And so learning to be vulnerable, I think that is a lesson I've had to consistently learn because there's so many aspects to being vulnerable that you, you're just not going to get it on the first go. And so, you know, like I struggle with that. And, and I think earlier in my walk with Christ, um, I had trouble getting my mind out of what was being taught to me of what a Christian should look like and where you find Christianity. And so I made it a point of purposely exploring places that were nowhere near like Christian or just like even just different religions, like purposely doing that because I wanted to see if what I was believing was real. And that's, that's all I wanted to see. I just wanted to see if, if even though, you know, another group of people don't believe what I believe, like, are we experiencing the same thing? And like, for me, like, you know, I've, I've 
you know, had prayer, you know, with, with Muslims friends, with Jewish friends, with like um, seekers. And in every space, I can like confidently say I have found God. And we have experienced this together. And so I know it's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. And so it helped me notice like, all right, this is like a language that we all trying to speak, but nobody's fluent in you know and so it's like there's only there's only one god who's like really fluent in this language and we just here trying to learn this language we all just here and so like how we do that and like the the love that we show each other doing that that's really what builds you know and so like for me i don't know if that answers your question but i'll be struggling with that sometimes i don't know what my question was but i was all into what you were saying (laughs) (laughs) well i mean so i mean yeah, I, so I've been talking. So, but like, what about you? What what do you, what is something like you you struggle with, just in terms of like spirituality, or like now that you're exploring, like you 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 said about like being able to identify and stuff like that. But like, is, is that is that really the core of it? Um, let's see. I think for me, I'm at a place where um. I'm at a place where I'm pretty in touch with myself. I feel like I'm pretty in touch with God. I have a strong prayer life. You know, I meditate. But when it comes to like uh, taking it to the next level, that's where I'm having uh, some, some challenges. It's like, there are Christian rituals that one can do or like Buddhist rituals that one can do or like, you know, Jewish rituals that one can do. Uh, Something that I I had read about ritual, I'm sorry, I don't know who to attribute it to, but something I read about ritual is that what is so amazing about it is that we can take meaning from doing this thing because our bodies just have like the knowledge of having done it you know, for generations when our ancestors did these things, you know, for generations, our bodies have had knowledge. And so now that when we do the ritual, we don't have to have like cognitive understanding of it, right? our bodies and our spirits, when we do it, it just, that connection is formed. And I feel like not being tied to any particular way of thinking, I'm really out here just trying shit and (laughs) hoping for the best. And, you know, that it can be a positive thing because you know you try things but then it can be a negative thing because I think I'm facing fatigue like Mm. I don't like I don't want to go to another webinar (laughs) on (laughs) on anything really um and I just feel kind of like I think I'm at a place where I really believe life is my teacher and when if it comes into my my field of vision, if it, if it, if it comes to me, then I'm meant to learn it and I'm meant to know and I'm meant to do it. But sometimes it just doesn't feel like enough, you know? Um, and so I don't know what I can offer you all (laughs) if you're going through the same thing. (laughs) I mean, I think just even knowing that we all go through that in different ways, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's okay. Like, it's literally okay. Like, I think, I mean, I go I'm thinking back on your question of like, what do you struggle with the most? I think as someone who ha- who like automatically gets like I can say I'm a Jesus follower, all people want, um, or all I want. At the end of the day, people just be, oh, you're a Christian, <laughs> like, no matter, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? And so I think um, 
especially when I go back to like communities of, you know, that still have the belief of like, you know, you have to go out there and like convert, convert people, you know, you know, spread the gospel and, and stuff like that. I feel like sometimes that's a little hard because um, people don't understand that's, that's not, that's not what I'm about. Like, I feel mm. like at every moment of the day, I should be a reflection of who like God is. And so like my behavior should not change. Like I should be the same loving person throughout the entire day. Not just when I'm not just for the agenda of converting people. Mm-hmm. So something else that I've been kind of struggling with since moving away from like having a prescribed religion is that my spirituality or like my sense of who God is doesn't feel like what I think it's supposed to be or what I think other people think it's supposed to be. And so like I walk through the world kind of as like, you know, a quote unquote good person. Like people respond to me in a way that says, excuse me, (laughs) people respond to me in a way that says, you know, yeah, yeah, you're a moral person. You believe in these ethics, you know, you, you do the right thing. But as I've let go of Christianity, my idea of God is, uh, is a pleasure filled God you know, is a God of abundance. And I don't mean that in a way that often you hear that like in white evangelical churches, like, oh, monetary abundance. But I mean, radical abundance that there's so much for everyone. Like my God's a God of OD socialism. (laughs) Like, you know, like uh, my, my God is a God that can handle, you know, as I start to like try to deal with my own anger can handle anger where I don't have to be nice. I'm a bitch. And what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and my idea of God, as I like expand myself and start to like explore more just doesn't fit into the same lines that one it used to. So I'm a different person now, but then doesn't even fit into like a lot of the cultural norms that we have when we talk about God. And so I don't have a community because like, well, outside of you all, you all are my community. You know what I'm saying. I'm going to need y'all to respond to me when I put stuff on Instagram a little bit more so that I can feel y'all as my You'll feel the community. But you know, when I don't have my Yaya, the podcaster yeah. hat on, yeah. uh, I, I feel sometimes a little alienated because my spirituality just doesn't look like how I feel like it's supposed to. Like, even this is kind of taboo, but like, you know, Black folks right now, you be on the internet and a lot of people are exploring their connections to like ATR, um, African traditional religions, or like, um, you know, African-based religions who do voodoo and like are really getting into that as a way of expressing our identity and saying, you know, I am Black, I'm proud, I'm connected to Africa, you know, all of these things and I am just it's not spiritually resonating with me mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. not and like I respect it I yeah, of course you know I I see all the ways in which like you know there are elements of it that resonate but overall yeah. like I'm not about to change my life and yeah. and and take that path and yeah, I yeah. feel like a part of me like where I stand politically yeah. says that I should and so when I don't, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel weird. And I like, I just it. can't find my place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this pandemic has really just been a freaking reset, you know, like since March has been like, just 
so much death on the news, you know, almost 200,000 Americans, you know, died from COVID. And being in like New York City between March and April, like that was wild, like mm-hmm. shut down, like it just shut down. It just shut down. Like the, the city just is like done, you know? And then we think of like so many people that we have lost from Breonna Taylor, Kobe, Chadwick Boseman, and, you know, most recently RBG, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily like the basis of my faith, but I know like so many people who are religious just because they're scared that if they're not, when they die, they go to hell. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just holding on to that. So like, like, what do you now? Like now, what do you think of that? Like, huh. tell me, heathen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's oh, oh. Okay. Hello, 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 joggy, joggy, joggy. <laughs> JK, JK, just JK, kidding. JK. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Well, let me think. To answer the question, like straight up. Um. I mean, I'm not scared to go to hell. I don't believe in hell. I. I keep saying it, but I'm really on the wave of like, life is our teacher. And all we have is this experience that we have here. We don't actually know anything else beyond that. Um, And so I think that, you know, to borrow a little language from your people, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think that it is our responsibility to create heaven where we are through our expanded consciousness and through our choices and when I say heaven I just mean closer connection to the divine and so I think that we are all uh born connected and we forget that connection as we get older and and there's no hell at least in my in my in my belief there is no hell i think that the hell that exists is the hell that we create here by being such freaking assholes and <laughs> and and through that disconnection and so um no i'm not scared to go to hell uh if by some chance christianity is the only way or some other religion is the only way then i guess burn me up <laughs> I'll, i will i'll figure it out and i'm about to make it worth it while i'm here so Okay, so what uh, what what do you what do you think is, is that a driving factor for you in your decision making? Probably not. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> you damn right it's not. <laughs> um, nah. I don't feel there may be like a hell per se as like people have described it through the years. Like this, you know, like we're going down, and then you know, like that down and up. Like I don't, I don't believe in that. Um do I believe that we will be held accountable for our actions? I, I do. I do feel like at one point we will have to be um, accountable for our actions. Whether... I'm going to pause you right there because I'm yeah, just yeah. so curious. Yeah. And so the will, so we will one day. When? Like, you mean like, so are you talking like afterlife? Like, uh, like, are you speaking like Christian doctrine type stuff or are you... Or are you like when is this will? So, I mean, I believe in karma. So okay. I mean, you gonna have to pay that shit back. <laughs> so regardless, it don't regardless, matter how it's happening. It don't matter. You yeah, I think whatever you put out, mm-hmm. it, it it will come back around. Whatever you put out, whether it's good or bad, um, indifferent, 
you know, silence, whatever it is, like you, you know, it, it comes back. I feel like that's, that is how the world revolves, you know, around actions. And so we've seen what good actions do and how they can move us forward. And then we've seen bad actions and how they move us in, in places that are horrible, you know? And so as far as, you know, heaven and all that, I'm like, listen, um, I feel like that's God's business. <laughs> and I feel like I should just mind my business. <laughs> like, like, do I feel, I, I do feel that there is a heaven. I, I definitely do feel that. Um, and I also believe that it is, like you said, it is our job to do that while we're here, you know, to bring that. I don't know if we'll ever get there. I, I really don't. But I do know that, or at least I have faith in that one day, like, we will be at rest. You know, there isn't going to be any more sickness. Like, I do have, like, my faith is, is rooted in that. My faith is rooted in that at least, like, my ancestors are, like, they're chilling. You know, if they had any diseases, they ain't got that. They ain't got to deal with that, you know, for eternity. Um, but I feel like anything else that comes after that, as far as like how God going to choose to do God things, I'm going to let God do that, you know, because that's not my job. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. So, okay, let's wrap it up and yeah, yeah. Uh, make it a little more personal, right? So I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, true? Uh-oh. Okay. Answer the question. <laughs> So who needs religion anyway? Go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think we need religion. I don't. I think we need relationship. Okay, pass the truth on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay. All right, what about you? Who needs I, religion anyway? I don't think my answer is like as as good. I think that people who need a little bit of structure need religion. And so ultimately, Truth had talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, uh, connection with God and love being like a universal language and, you know, real recognized real. So regardless of what your religion is, when at the basis, those things are present, then it's valid, it's real, it's good, it's, you know, life affirming, whatever. But um, although I don't need religion and I'm moving away from it, I think that if you need a little structure, you need uh, some pointers, you need some tried and true things, you need that, that, that ritual, that, that, that generational memory to, to tell you this is the way that has worked and will work to directly connect with source, go for it. Religion might just be for you. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. The world is burning. Oh, legit scary, bro. But seriously, uh, have y'all seen the photos of California uh, and now Washington, the wildfires out there? Girl. We did talk about how everything is looking all apocalyptic on our last episode um, back in June. And look at it now. It's like getting worse, right? San Francisco, like you've seen the pictures of, of the skyline with the Golden Gate Bridge. It was like completely orange red, like so much smog and ash in the air. Like it, they said it looked like, um, was it Mars? I think 
was the oh, color. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. wild. It's wild. Basically, it's wild. <laughs> Girl, climate change is a biatch. Uh, it's crazy. It's like it's like the earth is like, yo, I got something for that ass. Every <laughs> for single real. time you think we done is something fire, locusts, pestilence, storms. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. And like for, for those of us who may not know what's going down in Cali, uh, I'm gonna give you some facts. Fact number one. There are legit dozens of large-scale wildfires burning in the West Coast across Oregon, California, Washington State, destroying more than 3 million acres. And as of last week, there were over 7,700 fires, various sizes, raging across California alone, resulting in 20 people dying and nearly 5,000 buildings burned. Now, fact number two, the El Dorado fire the one we have all seen the crazy pictures of was caused by some type of like pyrotechnic firework device, smoke device that was used for a gender reveal party about two weeks ago. And that, that's according to the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. All right. So let's pause here because this is kind of crazy, right? Right. So before we move on to the spiritual lesson and all of this, let's talk about this gender reveal real quick. Girl. <laughs> right. And the public's reaction to it and why it's all wrapped up in like some American privileged white supremacist bullshit. Facts. So first of all, I don't know the race of the couple in question. They got to be white. <laughs> we <laughs> don't white. know. We don't. OK, we don't know for sure. But, but I'm assuming this. <laughs> all I have to say about that is that we ain't Jer- got no names and no pictures. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so let truth let start a fire. <laughs> let right. truth start a fire, and you gonna see my my face. It will be full government name on yes. the front page, right? exactly. But you know, but we don't know. We don't know. What we do know is that there's a global pandemic going on. It's fire season apparently out west, right. and this couple said, "Fuck it, <laughs> let's get out the fireworks." <laughs> We about to, we about to just, we about to just do it big, right? I mean, did you see the report? They were like, they, they literally, they was like, they just the family. This is what said. So the family went to go take a selfie. I'm like, really? <sighs> During all these fires, okay, right, 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 right. And so it's like, okay, really fireworks. But uh, the second thing that I want to share that's kind of wrapped up in that whole thing is I want to share a tweet from uh, at Floodlight, F-L-O-O-D-L-I-G-H-T on Twitter. Now, y'all, y'all know I don't be on Twitter like that. I get my, uh, like, like your typical old ass millennial, I get my <laughs> Twitter and my TikTok from Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, but Floodlight's tweet said, um, it reads, a gender reveal destroyed more property than every BLM protest combined. But folks aren't as mad because it's not an empty vessel for them to air their racial grievances. Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna read okay. that one more time for the people in the back. A gender reveal destroyed more property than every BLM protest combined. But folks aren't as mad because it's not an empty vessel for them to air their racial grievances. So uh, I'm not even going to really dig into that. I'm going to let y'all think about that a little bit, but I'm going to leave that as something for y'all to chew on. Right. And that's one thing to think about. But another is fact number three. 
that really and truly California is not on fire because of a single gender reveal party. Um, the El Dorado fire got to only 10,000 of the 2.3 million acres that are currently on fire. So the West Coast is burn, burning mostly because of poor environmental practices and climate change, as well as our refusal to really do anything about it. Record temperatures this summer have turned the state into a hot box. And it was basically the perfect combination of lightning, dry wood, and a couple of dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> quite the combination right and so all right listeners i know y'all are probably like okay cool but what does that have to tell us about spirituality actually a lot according to the november 2019 mother jones article by Susie cagle for more than 13,000 years indigenous tribes across california and the world use small intentional burns these intentional burns, which cleared areas of crowded trees, made space for new growth and wildlife. So this method has worked for thousands of years in order to reduce the risk of larger, more dangerous wildfires. So there was a purpose behind all this. Right. These good fires, a part of spiritual and cultural practices of indigenous peoples in the region, were criminalized during those days of U.S. westward expansion and colonialism and remain mostly criminalized today. Yep. And the reason being that white folks didn't understand or respect the indigenous ways and thought it was a better strategy to fight fires and suppress them rather than control them. Big surprise that they thought that. Um, a tactic which basically backfired in the long run because practice of firefighting and eradicating fires actually left the ground filled with vegetation ready to burn. This has driven even larger, more destructive fires in the region since the climate crisis has created even hotter, drier, and more volatile weather. And to close out the segment, this mini history lesson slash eighth grade environmental <laughs> science refresher actually does have an added layer of a valuable spiritual takeaway wrapped up in there too. It's a fact that in our lives, fires will burn. You can bet on that. You will have strong emotional and spiritual responses to the shit that happens in your life, whether it's the deep rage and sense of isolation that comes from a breakup with Bay, or you've suddenly found yourself unemployed during the pandemic, and now it seems like you don't have any identity at all. Fires will burn, but if the history of wildfires in the U.S. tells us anything, it's that ain't no fighting or suppressing fires. That will only make it worse. Instead, let's all take a cue from our indigenous fam to rein in the damage by creating our own controlled fires and our own controlled burns. Let's cultivate our connection to God and the divine by intentionally creating controlled burns times of self-driven emotional and spiritual intensity. Right. Whether these controlled burns show up in ways like connecting with the divine through dietary fasting and prayer, disciplining ourselves to consistently waking up to read our holy scriptures, or finally taking the leap of faith to face our shit in therapy, those small controlled fires moments of what can feel like intense emotional and spiritual hardship, those are what will save us in the end. 
Well, that wraps up our first episode for season three. So this is just a taste of what we got coming for season three. We taking the gloves off. Right. How about that? That's it. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. That's it. Yeah, I ain't ready. <laughs> but y'all gonna get ready. We gonna get ready together. So That's remember, um, follow us on our social media page, go on our YouTube page, subscribe, um, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter uh, at Real Talk on God Talk. On Twitter is at Real Talk on God T1. Um, yeah, yeah. Keep the conversation going, y'all. I want to know. I done spilled my guts and heart <laughs> to you about where I'm at spiritually. Where are y'all? Like, yes. you know, coming out of phase one and phase two of pandemic, are you landing the same place after all of this? That trauma that's happened has it shaken your spirituality? Where are y'all at? Holding strong to the faith if so where do you where do you source your strength uh hit us up let us know yep and with that we will catch you on the next one peace i don't believe in god i know god i love me some jesus too much that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's on the next episode it's the moon reading i rock with you yaya it's all love they better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap.